Inspiration now in session. Inspire God's people. Off the record. Alright, I'm ready. My dreams line up with God's dream. Now you know exactly what I mean. But this stays off the record. Let's talk off the record. This is off the record. Let's get off the record. Yeah. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will, and I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People Off the Record. Today's show, I am going to be talking to you about being where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to do. So let me say this right now. I'm so serious. If you are listening to this show and you are doing something, that you know you have no business doing, let me try to help you out. Stop it, stop, put it down. No, don't do it. No, no, don't move forward. No, no, don't do that. No, no, stop that now. Okay, I'm sorry. Don't do it though. Because you know what? When I reflect just throughout my entire life, whenever I've made huge mistakes or have completely gone left field, It's typically because I'm either with someone that I have no business being with, I'm someplace I have no business being, but I'm definitely doing something that I'm not supposed to be doing. And it's not where I should have been. You get what I mean? And I think if we're honest with ourselves, that we all at least have some moments in life, maybe yours are minor, maybe they're major, it doesn't matter. I just want to talk about that principle of, you know what? Let me mind my business. That's all. Just mind my business. So me and Tiff went to a restaurant recently and she went in and wanted to order a Caesar salad. I had an issue with that because romaine lettuce is supposed to be messed up. Right. And I never got the mass communication that it was back to normal. Now, I don't know why when things are going bad, we always get the news. That's why the news kind of bothers me because we always get all the bad news like front and center. When the news is not bad anymore and it's back to the good stuff, then maybe a couple of people are like, oh yeah, you know lettuce is good now, right? Yeah, you, you, you know we can eat that. And now I got to trust my uncle or this waiter, you know, and, and no offense, you know, but the guy looks like a C student. And I don't want you to be the person that I'm trusting to hope that this lettuce doesn't take me out. You get what I'm saying? So I told my wife, don't order the Caesar. Well, she ordered anyway. The guy brings the salad over to the table. She's getting a salad ready, about to take a bite. And yeah, there's a discovery that happened during this process. Um, She found a new creature, a new species of worm that was, uh, you know, slithering through her salad. And so, of course, she's like, oh, my God, you know, she's tripping. And she didn't really trip. I just made that up. She was very calm about it. But being calm about it doesn't make for good material in a show. So we call over the waiter to the table. The C student comes over and it's like, hey, um, bro, we just found this um, worm in the salad. And so, of course, he's super apologetic, calls over the manager. She's apologetic. I have no issues with them. They did what they're supposed to do, covered the food, gave us gift cards. And, you know, we're nice about it. I'm not going to say that was enough considering the situation, but they did what they're supposed to do. I email corporate. I'm waiting to hear back. Maybe I'll update you guys if I get some good information. 
from them. But, you know, and it's, it's really just about them knowing that this happened at their restaurant. I'm not trying to, like, get rich because it was a worm in my salad. But at the end of the day, a free meal and $20 gift card really doesn't make me feel that great. Like, I just want someone else to know. Is that bad? Maybe that's bad. That's not even the whole point of the story. There was a couple sitting next to us or across from us in another booth. You know, they were to our side. So they weren't there when Mr. Wiggles was discovered in the salad. They came sometime after. That's a real important part of what I want to say because they didn't see everything they needed to see before they thought what they thought. They never saw the waiter come over and the manager and say, hey, this is on us. Don't worry about it. We're sorry. All they see is this couple, you know, we were just done. We didn't have to pay for anything. So I put a tip on the table. Yes, I still left him a tip. I thought that was the right thing to do. He still had to work. And I know that in that industry that, you know, that's how he eats. Maybe he wants to order a worm salad for later today. You know, I don't know. But this couple was kind of eyeing us as we we're putting our half eaten food in the middle of the table on a plate and kind of, you know, gathering our coats and things and getting ready to go. And you could tell that in their minds, they think we're about to leave without paying, which in reality we are. See, that's why this is important because based on what they see, they, in their mind, they're right to assume that, you know, we're kind of dipping out on our bill. So they were just eyeing us. And me and my wife didn't say anything to each other when we were in a restaurant, but I was thinking it. And we got in the car and she was like, did you see that couple? They think we just dined and dashed. And I'm like, see, that's irritating to me because they're making assumptions and jumping to conclusions on us based on what they saw and what they know. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, aren't you making assumptions and jumping to conclusions by, you know, saying they were looking at you for that reason? Yes, I am. But I'm actually giving them the benefit of the doubt, because actually, if they were staring at us that way and that's not why they were staring then I probably should have said something. You get what I'm saying? So I'm really giving them a benefit of the doubt by saying they were staring at us for that reason. But they were really staring, like watching our every move. And it's like, okay, cool. My thing was you should mind your business because when you jump into other people's business, you don't have all of the information that you need to even come to a conclusion because you missed out on Mr. Wiggles. That's an important part of why we were getting up without paying. So anyway, nevertheless, it just made me think that I want to talk about minding our business and why it's important. Now, if you're an entrepreneur out there, you should definitely be feeling me on this one because you realize that it's very hard to be an entrepreneur and it takes a lot of time to literally mind your business. So like for me recording this show, this is something that I have to put a lot of time and effort into. And when you have something like a business, you realize how valuable time is. So I have to plan out my days like we've talked about on this show. Every day I'm waking up with a list of things that I have to do on that particular day. And I don't have a lot of extra time to waste on things that don't matter or aren't making me productive. So that's why I kind of like the term minding your business for entrepreneurs in particular, because it's kind of a figure of speech, but at the same time, it's kind of literal because you literally have to mind a business. And I hear somebody out there driving in their car like, well, I ain't got no business, Jake. So I got all the free time in the world. 
Well, that's a lot. You know, they say that idle time is the devil's playground. So what we're talking about here is giving your time a purpose. You know what I'm saying? It's like making sure that whatever you're doing at all times, look, it gets deep. If I'm resting, then I'm supposed to be resting. If I'm watching TV, then that's what I plan to do that day. And I'm telling you, it is so helpful in keeping your mind on the Lord and minimizing distractions when everything you do has a purpose. One of the things that I'm working on, this is super sidebar, then we'll get back to the point. One of the things I'm personally working on is putting my cell phone down. And I noticed that when my time has purpose, so meaning even if it's family time, if I'm chilling with family and we're having a movie night or something, I don't have to have my phone in my hand if I know that this time is on purpose. Because typically what picking up your phone means is that there's something more important happening. But if this is the thing I plan to do, and this is the thing that I purpose to do during this time, then there is nothing more important than this. Outside of an emergency, of course, let's not be extreme. And let me also say that that is a work in progress. That's not something that I have perfected. I do a lot of things on my phone, but I'm getting better. Baby steps, people, baby steps. I have an idea. Let's read the Bible. Oh, how do y'all feel about that? Do y'all like when I read the word on the show? I like reading the word. You know what I mean? Let me know how you feel about reading the word by emailing me at germainwilsonmusic at gmail.com and tell me, hey, I like reading the Bible and I like hearing you read it too. Or tell me, I don't want to hear you read the Bible. And I'll say, thank you and God bless. And I'll totally ignore you. Thank you. Now back to your regularly scheduled conversation. Okay, let's read 2 Samuel chapter 11. This is the story of David and Bathsheba. Now, many of you guys might know about this story, at least in general, uh, when King David, the man after God's own heart, um, you know, committed adultery and had this horrible situation that happened where he had someone's husband killed. And it's just gets crazy. You know what I mean? We're not going to dig all the way into the story today, but there's a lot to learn from that story. And I think that these type of biblical conversations are important because they keep your mind on track. And for me, it helps me realize like, look, if David is the man after God's own heart, this is the guy that killed Goliath. And this is a mighty man of God. If he could make this mistake, then who am I to think I am above you know, anything. So I try to look at the entire Bible, right? I know that sometimes people like to hear all the good stuff and there's a lot of good stuff, but I want you to see the good in this as well. Okay. This is good. Let us read verse one in the spring of the year, the time when Kings go out to battle pause, we are 10 seconds into this message and it's already ministering to me. This is telling you that what, what David, as the king, off rip, is telling you what he's supposed to be doing. It's the spring, and this is the time when kings go out to battle. So when you think about what we've been talking about so far today, if the rest of this story doesn't include David being in battle, then this is potentially what led to his mistake. He wasn't where he was supposed to be doing what he was supposed to do. And I'm going to continue reading now. 
David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they ravaged the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. But David remained at Jerusalem. Okay, you know what, y'all? I could just almost stop right there. I, I know you're following why I don't have to go far into this story to see the purpose of the conversation today. You mean to tell me that the kings usually go to battle, but David remained in Jerusalem. Listen, people, if you are supposed to be doing something right now and you find yourself doing something different for your own sake, for my own sake, let's stop doing that and run towards the thing that we're supposed to be doing. Listen, I understand we're all human. I've been there, you there. There are distractions in life. And I'm telling you that a lot of times those distractions come because your current time doesn't have a purpose. This is why I no longer just freelance in life. This is why I wake up every single day and I have a purpose and a plan for that day, things that I'm writing down. Now, it doesn't mean that new things don't come up or that every day goes according to plan. But it means that I'm just not freestyling and hoping that I have a good day, hoping that I walk in his purpose. It's like, nope. You know what, Jermaine? You've lived life without having purpose time before, and that didn't work out too well for you. So let's try this thing a new way, because this is the way that I believe I can ensure that I keep my mind focused on God and not allow myself to be remaining in Jerusalem when I'm supposed to be at battle. Verse two, it happened, man, like this is the first time I've read this a lot of times, but this is the first time that it stuck out to me like this, where it says it happened, man, that's not good. Late one afternoon, when David arose from his couch and was walking on the roof of the king's house, he's the king. Wait a minute. So it happened on an afternoon when you were doing nothing, because if he was chilling on the couch, now, now, now get this. I'm trying to remain calm, y'all. I'm getting excited. Get this. He's supposed to be at battle. He's the king. His purpose was to be at battle during this time. But since he was outside of his purpose, he's now a couch potato. Listen, if you are resting, if you are watching TV and movies, that's good. I know that some people you work hard and you have days that you do that. I am in 100% total alignment with that. But some of us, haven't earned that time to rest. We're supposed to be, listen, you can't rest while you're supposed to be working. That's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. There's a time and a place for that rest. Okay, people, back to verse two. He was walking on the roof of the king's house that he saw from the roof a woman bathing and the woman was very beautiful. You know what's crazy? Yes, she was beautiful. Yes, she was bathing. Those are facts, but he would have never saw her had he been where he was supposed to be doing what he was supposed to do. He only saw her because he was out of purpose. And what I'm saying is like, yeah, the girl is fine. That's true. Like, I get it. That's just a fact. But were you supposed to be where you were when you saw her? Okay. In this life, there are enough things out there to distract us, to tempt us, in our own flesh, things that we desire that are ungodly. And all I'm saying is that if I know that's the battle I'm fighting living in this flesh, then I need to fight. And one of the ways that I believe that we're supposed to fight is by adding some value and purpose to our time 
And if you already know, listen, most of us know what our struggles are. We know that internally. And we have to realize that we're in a fight. It's your spirit versus your flesh, no matter who you are. No matter if you have a radio show and podcast entitled Inspire God's People, and you're just a safe guy, aren't you? Oh, you're just an anointed woman of God. You have to realize that you are in this battle. I'm in this battle. We are in this battle. And look, if you go into a fight and you're not ready to fight, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. In the left corner, standing at five foot one, 115 pounds soaking wet with a bag of bricks in his backpack, it's the spirit. He's in for the fight of his life, Bob. And in the right corner, standing at six foot eight, 200. 75 pounds, it's the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world, the flesh. He's a fighter that trains year-round and never takes a day off. Now, gentlemen, let's make this a clean fight. No hitting below the belt. Flesh, I know you don't care about that. Spirit, good luck. Get ready to struggle! And you go in there and get knocked out by the flesh because you didn't take the fight serious. Because you did not put purpose to your time. And what I'm telling you is that this is a really serious thing that affects all of us. You know what I mean? Like there's none of us that's excluded walking in this flesh that's not struggling with something. And I know it's hard to believe sometimes because some people seem like they have it all together. And the reality of it is, if we're being real, you know what I mean? If you be real with yourself, you know that you have issues. If I'm real with myself, I know that I have some issues that are a daily fight. And the key is to fight by walking in the spirit. Okay, here's another scripture I want to look at real quick. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16. I'm reading from the English Standard Version, just so you know. Verse 16 says, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. Pause. What we need to understand is that the two don't work together. As simple as it seems, I think sometimes we unconsciously walk around as if the spirit and the flesh are in this thing trying to work it out together. It's like, no, they're literally fighting each other. The one that you feed is the one that's going to feast. You get what I'm saying? For they are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. 18. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Okay, what I like that's happening here is that we don't get left hanging. He doesn't just talk about spirit and flesh and not tell us exactly what the fruits of each are. 19, sexual immorality. We're talking about the fruits of the flesh. Impurity, sensuality, 
idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do things like these will not inherit the kingdom of God. Man, so point blank. Like sometimes we asking questions like, is this a sin? Is this this flesh? Is this the spirit? You know the answer, but let's keep going real quick. 22, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Listen, people, we all have a flesh, which means that internal battle is happening with me and it's happening with you, with our flesh versus our spirit. But we need to feed our spirit so that we can have the fruit of the spirit versus the works of the flesh. How do we do that? With the word of God, through prayer, constantly, daily, we cannot give in, we cannot give up. Listen, if we are where we're supposed to be, doing what we're supposed to do, then we have a better chance of walking in the spirit. And that's going to be better for our life at the end of the day. I hope that blessed somebody. I got one more thing I want to do before we get out of here. I'd like to take you on a journey with me, thinking, thinking and thinking, driving. It's just interesting things I see as this lady next to me in the car is eating like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something. Um, I don't know. It's just weird. You ever just look at people and they don't know you're looking at them? That's a very creepy feeling to me because I'm like, I wonder how many people just look at me and they're like watching what I'm doing and I don't know they're watching. Listen, if you're doing that to people, stop now. Stop it. You're creepy. You're really creepy if you're doing that. Like, I mean, I just did it, but it was like a split second. If I catch myself doing something like that, I just like turn real quick, which actually makes you look more creepy. So anyway. Yesterday when I was driving, I came across something that really grossed me out. I don't eat pork because it's just not good for my health. And so I don't really eat it. I guess every now and then I'll leave a pepperoni on a pizza because sometimes cheese pizza is just boring. Sometimes you want to have fun, right? And so when I want to wild out, I put a pepperoni on a pizza. And I just feel like I can't be tamed when I do that. Anyway, I was driving and there was this truck next to me and I happened to glance to my, it was on my left, I glanced to my left and I had never seen this before, but it was a truck full of pigs. So it was like, you know, when they're carrying animals on these trailers, there's holes in it so you could see in it. I don't know, it had to be a hundred pigs on this 18 wheeler. It was like a double decker. It was just pigs on top of pigs and it was just... I don't even eat pork and it made me want to go back in time and not eat pork the times I ate pork. Like, it was just gross. You don't know how nasty a pig is until you're driving next to one on the freeway and you're looking in this truck and I'm like, man, if I 
they could have at least gave these pigs a bath before they got in there because you know when when you're carrying like let's think about the trailer that carries cars and trucks right they clean up the car before they're transporting them on the truck so so that when you're driving by you can look and be like wow a range rover i want a range rover i think i want a black one with black rims just like that one that's on this truck next to me right and they display these cars my thing is if you're gonna go out here and you are gonna transport pigs at least consider the people that still eat bacon the people that still like a rib every now and then come on like you you're supposed to be selling us on the fact that this is an edible animal and what i'm telling you guys is that to see ugh, just oh i'm done talking about it it's just that's off the record. that's off the guys off people the follow me on instagram at mr underscore bellwether remember you can visit me any day at jwillmusic.com you can also hear this show on youtube by typing in j w i l m u s i c and share this show with your friends family and co-workers and tell them like i tell you if you don't like this show just act like you like it. Inspire guys people. Jwillmusic.com.